When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Plenty of rugby going on this weekend. I've just actually read an article, Izzy, which this was something we were speaking about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Will Skelton's going to join the Wallabies as they relax the laws and try to get some of the more experienced players in. So that's internationally. But back here domestically, there's a lot going on in the Heartland Championship, of course, the Farapama Cup Finals, and NPC, which got some news yesterday, mate, that the Auckland teams, North Harbour Counties, Monaco and Auckland, they won't be rejoining this year. No, no. So Auckland teams have been denied a chance to be released for the third time. The financial implications are going to be big from this, let's be honest. Not only from no pundits in the stands, but that go, and that goes for all teams as well, but sponsors will start questioning their sponsorship. Businesses in Auckland are already struggling. Then players will be paid less. Then they'll cut resources, so teams will be operating at a real amateur level. The flow-on effect is endless. As sponsors walk, and wouldn't be surprised if some do, Steve Lancaster was quoting, quoted, they will talk with the unions and take it case by case. But the NZRU itself suffered a $38 million loss last year and from my understanding have a $68 million cash in cash reserves. This year will no doubt be another financial loss. There is talks of a Super Rugby competition, but the timing of these is the talking point. I mean, a Super City competition. But the timing of these is the talking point. One, when will they, the start date be? Two, you need to give these players time to get match fit. Can't expect them to just roll out next week and play. The window, not all of these players are full-time. They have lives. Like I said, their bosses might not be as understanding. Knowing that the unions have struggled and haven't been playing, these players would have, have to be taking pay cuts. It's tough on everyone. I would love to know what the criteria is at the moment to get an exemption. Steve Lancaster, head of Provincial Rugby, was quoted again saying, the only information they received was they didn't meet the criteria. What is the criteria? These players are double-vaxxed. They've had a solid, solid plan in place. They were trained, bubbles, trained again, hotel bubbles, no interactions. So my question is, what is the criteria? What is the criteria to, to meet these demands? Is it 
I, I know the, uh, the county's Monaco uh, CEO was going on. He didn't quite say it, but there's been some cases that have been accepted that are just mind-blowing, that are just mind-boggling. So my question is, what is the criteria? And also, does this bring back the conversation? And it's a topical one. It's a topical conversation, the Silver Lake deal. The Silver Lake deal, 387 million injection back into rugby, 38 million back to the provinces. In a nutshell, South 12.5% of New Zealand rugby commercial rights. Is it worth it? We'll never see that 12.5% back again, but it helps in situations like this. 38 million back to the provinces who, in a, in a nutshell, we need them. We need them. So does this bring back the conversation, which has died? I don't know where it's gone. Is it still happening? What's going on in the Silver Lake deal? You know, that, that values the team at over $3 billion. We're talking about you know, Manchester United yesterday valued at $4.56 billion. The All Blacks brand is valued at over $3 billion, which is mind-boggling in itself. So, yes, there's a few questions that need to be asked. And, and I'll be honest, when the Silver, Silver Lake deal came on, I was like, no way, no way. We're not selling it. We're not selling our, the All Blacks money, the All Blacks brand to some American outfit that, that doesn't even understand what rugby is. And I was like, it's totally against it. But then when I started to sit down and have a think about it, and, and rugby and the All Blacks brand, it already is a powerful brand. But I saw merit. I saw merit and and there was, you know, opportunities to go play in America in front of a global audience that already is fixated on the, their sports, baseball, NFL. And I just I just saw a, a bit of merits in going over there and uh, playing in front of the American audience, getting the brand even more publicity than it has today. Um, obviously, don't want to devalue the jersey and what it is. So it is a tough thing, but I actually, I actually saw merit in, in what the Silver Lakes deal was. I actually saw a little bit of merit in, in um, getting over to America, getting those opportunities to play in front of big crowds, um, and, and getting that exposure to the next level in the American industry and around the world. So... Yeah, it's a it's a funny one. Does this bring the Silver Lake deal back into the question? Thirty eight million back to the provinces and an already struggling uh, outfit. So yeah, I want to pose that question to you. Give us a text on double eight double three. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts? The Silver Lake deal does that come on the cards? Do we privately try and fund this through New Zealand and uh, Forsyth Bar? I know they were trying to sell shares themselves and, and get New Zealand to buy the team. Let us know. Double eight double three. Is this a possible opportunity to 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 go down that track? Go down that line again. Yeah, Izzy, it's a really, really good point you make. I'd be very curious to know what the New Zealand Rugby Players Association thinks and makes about this uh, situation with the Auckland players being stuck up in Auckland and whether that changes their mindset at all around the Silver Lake deal. I know that they were vehemently against it and then have put through it for different uh, versions of, like with Forsyth Bar and working with David Kirk to try and go down that route. Um, I'd love an updated update on the situation from their perspective. I think it's curious. Does this change? Mm. Because this is essentially what the unions, who I believe every union voted for the Silver Lake deal, every region did, didn't they? Um, They Every small union voted for it. And New Zealand rugby probably were looking at this a situation like this, knowing how lucky we were to dodge COVID last time, but going, we will need some uh, financial resource backing in the future. Mm. Didn't know it was going to come around this fast, obviously, with Delta striking and 
Auckland being locked out of the competition. But it's a really interesting point you make. I would love to know what the Players Association make of it. Double eight, double three, or 0800 150 811, the Kennards Hire phone line. Where do you sit on this? And there's a text here, Izzy. I feel sorry for RTS. I wonder how timeout affects his contract. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Shane from West Auckland. Have you thought about that, mate? Mm. Mate, I, yeah, that's the thing. Like RTS has come over. He's left the Warriors early to, to prepare for a, for a mighty te- and uh, Bunnings NPC, I should say. And then this has happened. So he's a training. So we we get we miss out on seeing RTS and seeing if he's got the goods to be able to play the game of rugby and and go to that next level. So we're gonna have to wait till next year. So there is a big implications from this. Financially, is probably the biggest one for me. And teams are already struggling. Sponsors in Auckland will be struggling. So they're probably gonna pull. Like this is gonna be. Pretty catastrophic from this, and I, I listen to Steve Lancaster and his voice. He, you could, you could sense a little bit of a, a worry, a little bit of worry and, and angst from this um, thing that's happening up there in Auckland. These are their livelihoods. These are their livelihoods. This is their jobs. People are going to lose their jobs. And look, I'm not saying rugby. Yes, everyone's losing their jobs. It is what it is. Um, but yeah, it's it's, it's pretty tough. It is tough, mate. Well put. Very well summed up. It's 31 minutes past 7 o'clock, 29 to the hour. Right now it's the news with Trudy for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand.